0: Hello, and welcome to the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before we get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the help of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. I hope everyone's 2022 is off to a great start. Welcome to the very first episode of 2022 for the Disney Dining Show. I hope everyone is ready to hear about food because I know I'm ready to talk about a lot of food. And this week, of course, we have three brand new food reviews for you. And I'm going to start this off, actually, with a little bit of news, because there is one big news story in particular that did pop up this week, and uh, it's a biggie, because it is about all of the menus for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts 2022. We are just uh, one week away from the time that this episode releases from experiencing Epcot International Festival of the Arts. I'm going to shorten that from now to Festival of the Arts, and I'm going to keep it there. But uh, we now know all of the different food items that are going to be available during the event. Uh, If you have been looking at all of it online, then you probably saw that really adorable figment popcorn bucket that I'm not going to get. I'm telling myself that over and over. I don't need another popcorn bucket. I'm trying to purge stuff. I am not trying to add to it and so yeah i'm going to i'm going to hold off on that but i probably will end up caving i don't know we'll have to see what ends up happening if i get it and i don't want it i will make sure to give it away to someone who truly wants it more or won't have the opportunity to actually come to Epcot for the Festival of the Arts. But uh, instead of going over all of the different menu items that they have, because there are just so, so many, I'm only going to talk about what's actually new. And so from Pop Eats near Port of Entry, the two new things include tomato soup with bacon, apple, and brie grilled cheese. And then there is also the Figment Premium Popcorn Bucket with rainbow popcorn so of course of course the popcorn inside figment has to be rainbow popcorn it just it only makes sense and then also at the deconstructed dish near port of entry uh, there are two new menu items actually technically three new menu items Uh, the deconstructed blt will be back but now there will also be a deconstructed french onion soup and also a deconstructed key lime pie And those both sound delicious. And then the new beverage that's going to be there is the Deconstructed Apple Pie a la mode. Ooh, very intriguing. Uh, Deco Delights near Port of Entry seems to be a complete new booth uh, because all three food items are new to the event, including the Dulce Chocolate Mousse with Chocolate Cremeux and Dark Chocolate Truffle, the Decadent Valharna chocolate with dark chocolate mousse, chocolate brownie, and cassis mousse. Jeez, I need Denny doing this. She'd be doing a lot better than I am. And then the orange mousse with lemon cake and raspberry meringue. Okay, what do we have next? The Craftsman's Courtyard near Disney Traders. This one is legitimately new. Deco Delights, I don't believe is new, just has an all-new menu. But this booth is uniquely new. And what is available here? Well, we have... The cast iron roasted Prince Edward Island mussels with sautéed tomatoes, garlic, and fresh herbs. Then also a cast iron seared steelhead trout with parsley salad, grape tomatoes, kalamata olives, capers, and lemon aioli. I love trout. Who doesn't love a good trout? Okay, refreshment outpost. There is nothing new there. So we're going to just move on past it. Uh, Pastoral Palette has one brand new item. It's going to be a wild boar cassoulet with duck confit, ham hock, and a wild boar sausage. Okay, that sounds amazing. It has been years since I've had boar, and I know I will definitely be having that one. Oh, and I love ham hock too. I, I love everything about that. Boar sausage, come on, sign me up. But we're going to move on at the artist's table. There is nothing new at that one. Just the beef wellington pan-seared scallops and pistachio cake. Yeah, that's right. I'm choosing to sometimes talk about what's at the booths, and other times I'm not. Sue me. But okay, now Tangierin Cafe, flavors of the Medina inside uh, Tangierin Cafe, the restaurant in Morocco. We have Carrots Three Ways. and uh, Okay, I... I mean, I guess so. Why not have carrots three ways? Three ways are better than one way, right? And then also house made crispy almond phyllo pockets with white chocolate pomegranate and milk chocolate orange. Very interesting sounding. Okay, our next one we have vibrante and vivido. It. I, I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. Not because. Uh, not because. Necessarily that I think I'm mispronouncing it. It's because it's on my monitor that's further away from me. So I'm like really struggling to actually see it and I might be adding extra syllables in, but this is Encanto Cochina and this is the, uh, the Encanto themed booth between Morocco and France. Here we are finding house made chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli and annatto aioli as well as a spicy Ayako soup with guajillo and arbor chili spiced chicken, potato, avocado, corn, and creme fraiche. My gosh, I, I'm going to move on because I just, I have offended so many people out there right now and I feel terrible about it. Uh, next up, refreshment port near Canada, we have the gnocchi poutine with red wine, braised beef, cheese curds, basil, and burrata. Mm, I don't know if I'm on board with that. I might be. I might not be, though. And then a new beverage there. We have the Blood Orange Cosmo Vodka with Blood Orange, Cranberry, and Lime. That sounds refreshing. Okay, Gourmet Landscapes near Canada. What do we have new here? We have the Blood Orange Braised Beet Carpaccio with Mustard Vinaigrette, Pickled Clamshell Mushrooms, Golden Beets, and Crostini. Ooh, who doesn't love a good Crostini? And then we also have Roasted Bone Marrow with Onion marmalade, pickled mushrooms, match lettuce, and bone marrow snow. Okay, sign me up. I love bone marrow. I'm not I'm not letting that one go, but we have to let it go for a little bit. We have the donut box next, of course, near Test Track. Uh, the All three new donuts here. So we have vanilla donut with strawberry sugar, strawberry ice cream, fresh strawberries, and strawberry gel. I wonder if there's any strawberries at that one. Uh, then we also have the Inside Out donut. It's a vanilla donut with Bavarian cream. Sounds very plain. And then also a chocolate dip donut with black and gold sugar sprinkles and chocolate buttercream also sounds, uh, rather plain to say the least. But uh, moving over to France now, I guess this wasn't done. This was maybe done alphabetically and not just actually in order of where the booths are located at, but we have La Haut de la Cuisine Francaise. And the new item here is a Mousseline de Bisque d'Amand Freud. Uh, this is all in French, uh, it's chilled lobster bisque mousse served with dill brioche. That sounds tasty. I love a good dill. Uh, over at El Artista Habriento near the Mexico Pavilion, the two new menu items here include the uh, hiracha Verde, cilantro haracha with conchín. I, again, I it's too far away. I've I've just got to stop here. And then carne asada, seared beef tenderloin. There we go. Oh my gosh, this is still going. Uh, Over at Goshiki uh, at the Japan Pavilion, we have Chicken Kushiage. Breaded and fried chicken with yum-yum sauce and vegetables. Uh, That sounds like a kid's meal if I've ever seen one, and I'm here for it. Uh, Also, we have Niseko Flurry, sake, rum, white cranberry juice, blue curacao, and lime juice. What in the world are they doing with that? There is no reason to ruin a great-sounding drink with blue curacao. That is just unnecessary. Get rid of it. I don't know why Disney is obsessed with putting blue carousel and everything. Just leave it off the menu. Okay, moving over to Italy, L'Arte de Mangier. And all three items on this menu are new to Festival of the Arts. And will probably be all terrible considering the Italian uh, booth at all of the festivals are always awful. But we have an Arancini, a Ravioli alla bosca. Chiala sweet sausage, ravioli, mushroom, caramelized onion, and cream parmesan sauce, and a chocolate hazelnut Italian donut with powdered sugar. They are going to figure out a way to ruin that. I absolutely know it. Okay, okay, here we go. This is something interesting. At the funnel cake stand in America, we have a cherry blossom funnel cake. It is chocolate chip funnel cake topped with cherry ice cream, rainbow whipped cream, chocolate chips, and a maraschino cherry. I just want the cherry ice cream in this. I guess I'll take it with the funnel cake. I don't know if I necessarily need all the extra chips. I can be flexible with it, but ooh, cherry. I love cherry. So cute. So cute. But those are all the new items coming to Epcot International Festival of the Arts. That starts on February 14th. And, of course, we'll have reviews of a lot of the food for you on an upcoming episode of the Disney Dining Show. And it all looks fantastic. I cannot wait to get out and try some of it. But, of course, if you want to see the full menus, just head over to www.info.com. I don't, how did I say that? WDW Info? WDWInfo.com. And you'll be able to find those full menus for Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Now, let's move on to the reviews so I can stop talking for a minute. Okay, here we go. First review up is, oh no, it's more Craig talking, but luckily this is. You know, already finished. I'm not, I'm not eating it right now. It's done. It's over with. Uh, this one is a loud one. Uh, this review comes to us from Epcot. I went to Sunshine Seasons because I was looking around at different menus at Epcot because I want to always eat there, but I feel like I'm just going to start getting repetitive with a lot of the reviews. And it has been since pre-pandemic that I've eaten at Sunshine Seasons. And I always generally like it. Uh, But then I saw an item on the menu that really caught my attention. It's called the Land Crusher. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I cannot waste any more time. I have to go and try it. And I did. And we're now going to listen to the results. Now, what brings me inside the noisiest pavilion with food here at Epcot? I'm talking about the land. Well, it's because a certain dish from Sunshine Seasons <laughs> caught my eye. And I am having a day, so I'm probably going to need to say that about, like, 10 times before I figure out how to actually say Sunshine Seasons. Okay, I got on the a second time. I was a lot better there. But, yeah, we... Uh, We did a dining review of here about, I want to say, a month or so before the pandemic happened, way back in 2020, and I enjoyed my meal, but Rhino and Fiasco uh, weren't as big of, uh, they weren't as big of fans of what they got, and I think a lot of that came down to they just ordered incorrectly, whereas I got something safe. But uh, it's kind of of kept me from wanting to come back here uh, anytime soon, but... And then I'm looking at menus, trying to figure out what I want to eat. And one item in particular caught my attention. And it's because it's got a clever name. It's called the Land Crusher. I know, the Land Crusher. And what is the Land Crusher? Well, it is pulled pork, cheddar cheese, all sandwiched on Texas toast. And then it is served with a pickle and barbecue sauce all poured over the top. It is $10.99 and it's served with either a bag of chips. The selection today was uh, Lay's original Doritos, Cheetos, or you can get a side of pasta salad. And I went with Doritos, so I'm not gonna sit here and review Doritos. I just I'm not in the mood for a pasta salad. I probably should have tried that, but wasn't in the mood, but I mainly just wanted the Land Crusher sandwich. And now I'm eloquently trying to cut this. It's very difficult. But, uh, yeah, it's because of the barbecue sauce being smothered all on top, it makes this really have to be a knife and fork sandwich, unfortunately. At least, well, maybe. If I can't cut through this, I'm going to have to start picking it up to eat it. But that is a big meaty first bite. The pork is thick. And don't see a lot of cheese, but the bread is also thick. So we're, we're talking thick on thick here. The, the thicks. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. All that matters is what it tastes like. So here we go with my first bite. With my first bite, I'm happy to report that it's actually really, really good. Uh, The Texas toast is not overly crisp. It is, you know, it's toasted that perfect amount. It's buttery, and there's not too much of it. There is a lot of the pulled pork, and that's a good thing. So I wanted more pork than bread, and that's exactly what they gave me. Yeah, there's, I have no criticisms. I mean, look at this thing, look at this sandwich. All smothered in barbecue sauce. I probably shouldn't have done that. My hands are gonna be sticky now, but I've gotta take a bite the, the right way too, not just knife and fork, so. Oh my gosh, there's juices just oozing out of this thing. Here goes nothing. This is a symphony of flavors in one little sandwich. And I didn't even try the pickle. It's a dill pickle. It's a dill pickle slice. So, I mean, not not anything different, but I'll try it. Just, what the heck. That's a good pickle. And I'll tell you what, I took a bite of the sandwich right after I ate the pickle. So I had that vinegar tangy taste that then balanced perfectly with everything else happening with this sandwich. I don't know if I'm just starving or if this is as genuinely good as I believe it is. Maybe a little mixture of both. I don't know. It is. It is good, though, but... Uh, It's loud in here. I've got a lot of sandwich to finish. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to finish my meal here. And then I'll wrap up outside where it's a little bit quieter. I am now outside the land pavilion. So let's go ahead and wrap this whole thing up. What did I have? The land crusher. That's what I had. It's $10.99. It's pulled pork, cheddar cheese, Texas toast, barbecue sauce, and a pickle. And I loved it. Like I really loved it. It was a very filling sandwich. I was worried that it wouldn't be for you know not not for the price, but looking at it portion wise, it didn't look too big, uh, but it ended up being very hefty because of the amount of pulled pork that was on it. This thing was way down with pulled pork. Granted, there was there was a lot of Texas toast still. I mean, it was there was three different layers of it, so it was hefty in that regard too. But the pork just dominated the sandwich. But it also balanced so well with the the cheddar cheese on it the butteriness from the texas toast the 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 sweetness of the barbecue sauce and then tanginess of the pickle add on there that smokiness that the pork was delivering as well too it just it, it worked out real well but even more than smokiness just saltiness so we had salty savory it just all all was coming together into a really really nice sandwich and i am so glad i had that because, yeah, it's, with sunshine seasons, it's like you never know what you're going to get. But in this situation, I think I I lucked out. And now I have my bag of Doritos that I can take with me anywhere I want to go and eat. You know, I still wish I would have tried the pasta salad the more I think about it. But I'm happy. I, I'm still happy. I'm happy with, with what I did get. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever get this sandwich again. But I do recommend that you try the sandwich. And based on it. And I'd say, you know, I give the rest of Sunshine Seasons uh, a thought. So clearly they're doing something right right now. And I I was concerned because when I saw them pull the the sandwich out of like a little oven that was kind of like an oven heater unit, it's like, oh man, this thing's not going to be fresh. It's not going to be as good. But boy, was I wrong. Uh, It was it must have been sitting in that oven, just crisping up the bread a little bit more, letting the flavors of the pork and the cheese combine a little bit more together And then they waited to top it with the barbecue sauce and pickles until after it came out. So it just, yeah, everything, everything about it was just working. And given my highest regards, feel like an absolute piggy standing here saying it, but it's okay. Every now and then, I just have to be a little piggy. Mm. Now I'm thinking about Regal Eagle. And now I'm wondering if the pork came from Regal Eagle. I don't know. It could have. It might have. That's a, that's a mystery I'll have to solve another day. But for now I'm just going to uh, gonna just sit with those flavors a little while longer and pretend that I still had more, even though I don't. I know it just sounds like a sloppy really, really bad for you, Sandwich, but I'm telling you, do not sleep on this thing. It is surprisingly good. Uh, my biggest regret, of course, is A, I was in a rush, so I did not have time to actually savor and enjoy it. Uh, B... B, I didn't get the pasta salad. So this is review number one of two on this episode where I didn't get pasta salad and deep inside my soul, I regret it a little bit. And C, I regret that I will probably never have another one, even though I'm keeping that hope alive by telling myself I will someday. I don't think I ever will. I don't know, though. We'll have to wait and see. I forgot what I was even counting. I'm I'm just completely lost now. Oh, no, that's not good. But we can figure this out. I can figure this out personally, uh, and I can give myself a little bit of time to do so by moving on to our next review, which comes courtesy of Fiasco. He went to Everglaze Donut, I uh, maybe for the first time. I don't remember if he says this in the review, but he went to Everglaze Donut uh, at Disney Springs just down in the west side, right outside of the AMC Theaters, and right beside Splitsville, and he got a $5 donut and a $7 coffee, and he's asking himself, does he regret buying that $5 donut and a $7 coffee? And we'll just have to find out, so let's give it a listen.
1: I've stayed away from this place for a while because I just couldn't get over the idea of spending $5 on a donut. But today that's exactly what I did, and we're gonna find out did I regret that? Was that a good life decision or not? We also did get a cold brew, uh vaniz- vanilla hazelnut cold brew with almond milk. That as well with the um oh no, it's actually oat milk, but with the addition of oat milk, that that brings this coffee up to a seven dollar coffee. So I always knock on Starbucks for being expensive. This kind of like makes them look like a deal. So let's see if that's worth it. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. Is it seven dollars? Good? No, I don't think really any coffee that, like any coffee, no coffee is worth seven dollars. But hey, you're on vacation. I'm not getting this every day. But if you're on vacation, yeah, you know what? Spoil yourself with a nice, nice cold brew coffee. This is actually pretty delicious. Um, you can really, if you get, if you get uh, dairy alternatives as your as your cream component. You can really tell if the coffee's good or not, because I feel like uh, creamer, especially flavored creamer, really mass watered down coffee, so you can't tell if it's watered down or not. If you use almond milk or oat milk, you can really tell if it's good coffee, and it, it rest assured, this is definitely good coffee. But now, my $5 donut. This is the blueberry cake donut. I am astonished that the donuts cost five dollars. I'm from Massachusetts, which is the home of Dunkin' Donuts. My my hometown is actually uh, host to the original Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm used to paying like nothing for donuts, literally like cents. So let's see. Okay, that's really really good. Um, huh. That is going to be the best blueberry donut I have ever had. But with that being said, is it five times or maybe six times better than Dunkin' Donuts' blueberry donut? Because it's six times the price. No, it's not six times better than Dunkin' Donuts' blueberry donut. Um, But it's very good. Will I be getting this all the time and spending $5 on a donut? No, no chance, absolutely not. Do I regret spending five dollars on this one? No, I don't regret it. This is delicious and I'm probably gonna get it again. Rare occasions, Not something. I'm never gonna show up to a, a gathering with a, with a dozen of these. spend 50 bucks on friggin donuts. Uh, I'll go to dumps and spend like five dollars on a dozen donuts. How about that? Um, but every once in a while, you know what? I might just indulge myself in the, in, in one of these because this is really, really good. And this is like one of their more modest donuts. A lot of them are crazy and have like Captain Crunch on top and other crazy concoctions on top. Um, I didn't really want to deal with any of those. I, I just really like my basic glazed donuts. And uh, this is a really good basic glazed donut. Like, wow! I'm I'm surprised. I was I was wholly expecting to enter this video and be like. No, there's no justification for this being a lot of money, but it's a damn good donut.
0: There you have it. Fiasco thinks it's worth indulging on every now and then. I still am not quite there. I think... You know what? There are way better donuts out there. If you live in a bigger city, chances are you have a better donut shop. I know there's better ones in Orlando. Granted, they're not convenient and on Disney property, but these donuts are best when they're fresh. So you have to be over like first thing right away over at Disney Springs for them. Uh, Granted, they do continue making them during the day. So it's not like you can get a fresh one later on in the day. But who wants a donut like in the middle of the afternoon i mean most people i think want him for breakfast so you need to get over there really early that's not always convenient especially with bus transportation around walt disney world so if you end up having to uber at that point start like Thinking about it in terms of would it just be easier to to leave property and go to a different donut shop close by? I, I'm not quite sure. And then also too, yeah, you can get them at Disney Springs late at night, you know, before they close up, and and take them back to your hotel and have them for breakfast the next morning. But Everglades, they're already going to be kind of stale. So I would just, I would think long and hard about it. They are very expensive donuts. And it's not that they're not good. It's just, I don't think they're worth the price. But you know what? If you're on vacation, it's what you have. It's what what is accessible to you. And you know what? Knock yourselves out. Just just do it. But we are going to move on with our final review. And this one comes courtesy of myself and my wife, Kylie. Uh, we were looking to do some lunch at Walt Disney World one day. And so we ended up deciding to do Steakhouse 71. Uh, we've already had great reviews on dinner and breakfast, uh, courtesy of Pete Werner. And lunch has, though, it's been missing. It's been missing. And it's been a big request from a lot of people out there because one of the... Uh, One of the greatest lunch menu items on that menu is... The supposed best burger on Disney property that uh, that gained a lot of steam, starting with Shea Spence, and then you know other people started having it, saying, "Yeah, it is the best burger on property." Uh, I'm I'm just going to spoil it now. I, I talk about it again in the review, but I've had the burger multiple times now, and it is by far not the best burger on Disney property. I still have to find it, but uh, it is Kylie's first time eating there, so we kind of get her thoughts on it she had the burger i had a different item you'll get to all that in just a second so why don't i stop setting it up we'll just go ahead give it a listen now we already have excellent reviews done of steakhouse 71 for breakfast as well as dinner back when it opened in october of 2021 but we have never reviewed lunch at all and a lot of people love it here for lunch because they have the burger on the menu that a lot of people think is the best burger on Disney property. Uh, there's there's a lot of interesting things on the lunch menu. Uh, I have had it several times, not as reviews. Way to brag. Yeah, I know, <laughs> just uh, sitting in the lounge though, never like actually properly in the restaurant. And doing a review of it but you haven't eaten here at all
2: i'm so excited
0: yeah so it's going to be really tasty i i mean we'll see what's on the menu i think we already both know what we're gonna have but spoilers yeah but we're not we're not gonna spoil it right now so let's head inside and let's have a great meal it's steakhouse 71 or bad who knows we are sitting down here at steakhouse 71 and we already ordered and luckily our food is here and we both got exactly what we were expecting to get and for me this time around i'm going with the gourmet grilled cheese this is toasted brioche briere, smoked gouda, shredded pork belly, caramelized onion jam, arugula, then it's served with the choice of petite wedge salad, parmesan fries, or pasta salad. I went with the parmesan fries, and then it is $16, and it looks really gooey. Let's see how it is. The main flavor I'm getting from this is mostly the caramelized onion jam, which that's not a problem. That's really tasty. There's definitely that uh, that smokiness with it, with the smoked Gouda. Uh, not overly cheesy. And you know what? It's actually really light on the brisket. It, it's hefty looking at it on the plate, but then once you pick it up, it's actually like very, very light. Uh, it's toasted really well. It's got that butteriness to it with the the crunchiness um, as well, too, from the, the perfect toast on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it, so... I'm going to have to take a couple more bites of it and really get an impression, but uh, before before I start talking about this more, my french fries that I have with it, I want Kylie to try her burger. Oops, just spoiled it for you.
2: And I got the Steakhouse 71 Stack Burger. It's a signature blend of beef, American cheese, lemon aioli, red onion, housemade pickles on a brioche bun. Um, You can get it with a wedge salad, Parmesan fries, or pasta salad. I opted for the wedge salad because it sounded amazing, and it is $20, and I am so excited to try this burger. I was heartbroken to find out that they are sweet pickles because I love a good pickle, but sweet is not the way to go. The brioche bun is excellent. All the flavors together with the red onion and the lemon aioli really make the burger kind of stand out. The thing that I taste the most is the brioche bun, but overall, I think it's a great burger.
0: For my side, I went with the Parmesan fries, and these are waffle fries, very thin waffle fries, and then there is Parmesan cheese uh, sprinkled all on top of them, and I'll be honest, these are not my favorite. My main issue with the french fries is that they are so thin that they lose heat immediately. Like, I I think before they even leave the kitchen, they already start to get cold. So, uh, every single time I've had them here, they've always been cold. And, I I mean, you could say maybe when when will I learn my lesson. I don't know with that. But I was hoping maybe it would be a little different today. But, yeah, they get cold very quickly. And then I feel like... I don't, I feel like they're missing a flavor. Like they either need like truffle sauce on, not truffle sauce, but like truffle oil on there or garlic, something to like jazz it up a little bit more. They're fine. They're just not the best.
2: I got the petite wedge as my side, and it was absolutely incredible. It's made with a house-made blue cheese dressing, toy box tomatoes, pickled red onions, bacon, and a hard-cooked egg. It was really excellent. I say it outshined the burger by a mile.
0: We are all wrapped up with our meal from Steakhouse 71, and now we're sitting outside the Contemporary, thinking about that meal, reflecting back on it, and overall, how did you feel about it?
2: I have a big highlight, which was the wedge salad. It is the star of the show, um, but overall, it was a really lovely meal.
0: Okay, it, it was. It was a lovely meal, mostly for me because of the company. Doesn't mean the food was bad, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the best food that I've had from Steakhouse Seventy One. And to recap, it, I had the gourmet grilled cheese for sixteen dollars with the side of parmesan fries and what did you have kylie i
2: had the steakhouse 71 stack burger of course of course but of course with and the wedge salad I, the petite wedge salad which yeah. was the star it was 20 dollars, which honestly with the side and the burger wasn't a terrible deal
0: yeah i, I agree with that yeah. so it's because uh, if you like compare it to Deluxe Burger, which I think is the closest on property, that is around like fourteen dollars for a burger and then throw fries on, like close to eighteen, twenty dollars anyway. So yeah. uh it's it's kinda close. And with this you had the sit down experience. Exactly. That, and the restaurant's the server, very nice. Yeah. So I I would say it stacks up. I think my grilled cheese is a better deal, though, in terms of the pricing because it's $16 with the side. Mm -hmm. I I feel like you're getting a lot because the first half of my sandwich, I I think I said it was a little bit light. It felt heavy and then it ended (laughs) up being very light. Uh, It turns out all of the meat was in the in the actual other half of the sandwich
2: that would make sense yeah and
0: that was packed with with brisket and cheese and onion jam uh it, it was like just so so much in there and it was uh it made up for the first half just being mostly crunchy bread and uh yeah i i thought once you throw on a side with it my favorite side's the wedge uh, I'll just it's say so that good. I got the fries because I didn't want us both get to get the same thing. But I would rather have the wedge here every single time. But I, I think the grilled cheese is more superior to the burger. I've had the burger at least once, maybe twice, and it's it's a good burger. But I I don't know. I I still would rather have I, like the three bridges over at Coronado. I'd well, rather have that burger. Absolutely,
2: but. The burger was, like, good, and all the toppings were really delicious, but it just, I felt like I needed ketchup halfway through, which you don't want when you're getting, like, a fancy burger.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it is is—it is acceptable to do that, but...
2: It is, absolutely. I,
0: I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with that, too, that it's just, it feels like it's missing one thing to take it to that next level, but it is, it's very cheesy. It is. It's very meaty, and it uh, it's, it's... And it
2: has sweet pickles i'm still mad at yeah.
0: you love your dill pickles i
2: love a dill pickle
0: i totally get that too but uh <laughs> overall i still recommend coming out to try steakhouse 71 whether it's for lunch dinner uh just sitting at the lounge because like you can get the burger and the grilled cheese at the lounge all that uh, i've that's where i've had it that's why i haven't done a proper review of it yet but uh i i still recommend coming out to try it regardless of what meal it's a it's a
2: it's an experience. It's an yeah. <laughs> I, I
0: I like this restaurant. I still like it, Thank even you. though I'm not blown away by it. I I really enjoy it, and like especially if you're at Magic Kingdom and you want to get out for a little bit, it's, it's just so a short close. walk away.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, it's I, I, I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's would, not bad.
2: I would too. Honestly, I would love to come back here again and just get a full wedge salad.
0: Just get that full get the appetizer wedge salad at least. Yeah,
2: absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. So
2: absolutely.
0: There you have it. That's our thoughts on Steakhouse 71's lunch. And it should be noted that you can get the lunch in the lounge as well, too. That's where I've had this grilled cheese before. That's where I've had the burger before. I've also had the wings from the lounge that are so incredibly messy. Uh, They're peanut butter and jelly wings. And I know that sounds gross, but it honestly works. They just gave you enough for like five, six people to share. And I was one person eating them all by myself, plus a grilled cheese. I gained a little bit of weight at the end of the year here, and I'm not ashamed of it, but I need to start working on that. But yeah, the lounge is a great place to actually eat at Steakhouse 71. If you're not able to get a table, you can't get a reservation. Check at the bar. Check in some of the lounge seating areas. See if you can sit down. They're gonna they're gonna push you to the lounge menu, but you can order the the actual menus as well too. And I know like they do serve the burger as well at dinner if you ask for it, even though it wasn't necessarily on the menu. I don't know if that's changed and they've updated it, but it wasn't right away, and people asked for it and they're able to get it. I think I think you know if you really have your heart set on it, go for it, but there are better burgers out there for sure. But yeah, uh, steakhouse 71. I still, I still say, give it a shot. You know, it's uh, it's, it's still good food at the end of the day and relatively fair priced and so conveniently close to the magic kingdom. So it's got a lot going for it. And uh, yeah, now I'm thinking about those wings. I need to go back and do a review of those wings uh can't have my wife with me because she's allergic to uh all all nuts and shellfish and not that there's shellfish in those wings but definitely with the peanut butter that wouldn't be good so i'll have to go back for my for my own serving of wings or maybe i'll take rhino that would be good he's the peanut butter and jelly connoisseur oh my gosh i'm talking in circles now it's time to end this week's episode of the disney dining show uh yeah it's really time to go (laughs) like it always says by the time I get to the end of these. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed the Disney Dining Show. And if you did... Please take the time to subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave me a five-star rating and review if you're finding the show helpful. We haven't had new reviews in quite a while, and I want to give you a shout-out on the show. And I will if you leave a review. So head over to Apple Podcasts and leave that good rating and review. It helps more people find the show, and then they all join the family. But if you want to support us even more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And that's going to do it for me in this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry.